there, everybody, and welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the Sports Outsider, Phil Ranta. Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, we're great. We're doing great. Happy day of the week. Yes, absolutely. Oh man, is it a great sports time? We got the NBA Finals. We got the Stanley Cup Finals. Mm. Whoa, baseball's going on. Yeah, got golf. Golf is happening. Uh, what is next? The Belmont. Yeah, is is happening. In Simon a Belmont, bit. the star of Castlevania. No, no, no. Uh, the Belmont the final leg ah. of the Triple Crown. Mm, Belmont yeah. steaks, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what they call what they when they serve the horses after. Yeah, races I'll take the done. twenty-four ounce, please. Yeah, very tough. Not <laughs> yeah. a lot of marbling there. No, no marbling. No, but uh, but you know, tastes like a champion. Sure. You guys know a lot about sports and are comedians. I know very little about sports and am comedian. Therefore, the podcast is set up. I was going to say, was the verb there? No, I thought you said, I, I comedian. Dude, Trump's America. You don't need <laughs> verbs. Verbs are unnecessary. I was kind of hoping you were going to throw Pesky. in a, a Q ed, QED in there. Yeah. Uh, Qued. <laughs> be like Ked. Ah, uh, sure. Sure. Hockey exists. Update, watch, update. Hockey exists! Update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Football goalposts. Kick a field goal today! We should have maybe checked on that one before we... Yeah, not a very good... <laughs> no, but uh, last yeah. time we did an NFL one, Hockey Sticks was the sponsor. Oh, okay. Oh, so, so it tracks. Like just, yeah. It tracks, yeah. But I mean, like, hockey needs it. Oh, sure. All right, guys. The cool kids are watching LeBron James take on the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals. Whoa. But the indoor kids are playing video games. Yes, I am. So I thought it's a good time to remind everyone that the Stanley Cup Finals are happening. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, it's the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins uh, versus the Nashville Predators. Go, Preds, go. Go, Preds. <laughs> and, uh, since- and that's not just because it's the first time the Predators have made it into the Stanley Cup. It's also because the Penguins fucking suck. And I, whoa! I think this is also Sydney the. Crosby. I think this is the first time they've made the postseason. Really? The oh no! I mean, the Predators have been in the postseason before. I don't think so. I didn't Heck see. I don't know. I, when swear. I when I was at Bridgestone Arena, I looked up to the sky and did not see any banners. Well, maybe yeah, they're just holding out to hang like the the conference championships. Okay, fair. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we got Sidney Crosby, superstar mm-hmm. of the mm. Pittsburgh Penguins. He's one of the best players in the league. Yep. And his health, meaning just how hard other players hit him, has been long a topic of debate. Yeah. And an incompetent commissioner isn't going to change that. I believe it. I, I look at him, and I want to hit him really hard. <laughs> now, historically, uh, when Crosby's been out of the lineup due to injury, Gary Bettman, that's the NHL commissioner, has to address criticism uh, for everything from the concussion protocol to the way the league does or does not protect star players. Hmm. And hours before Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final between the Penguins and the Predators, Bettman was addressing it again, facing questions about comments made by Pittsburgh Penguin general manager Jim Rutherford. Oh, what, what, what did old Jim have to say? Well, he said this. I've watched it ever since I got here, almost every game. He gets this on a regular basis. Some of the stuff that goes on on a regular basis, it's really disgusting. Rutherford said to the Hockey News, now available in Nova Scotia, circulation 33,000, no, no web presence, hockeynews.com and thehockeynews.com, just link back to ESPN. Sure, that makes sense. Uh, he went on to say, this is again a regarding violence against Sidney Crosby, the league has got to fix it. In other leagues, they protect star players. In basketball, they don't let their top players get abused. And in our league, well, the thing I keep hearing is, that's hockey, that's hockey. No, it's not. No, it's Naki. That's what he could have said. 
Sounds a bit like a helicopter parent. What, what Jim yeah. Rutherford is saying that is he 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 thinks that as great as all of the preferential treatment that Sidney Crosby has already received for his entire career to this point, still not enough. Yeah. Well, Gary Bettman disagreed. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Quoteth, on both a personal and professional level, I think the world of Jim Rutherford. The timing of what he said seems a little odd. That's something you do at a GM's meeting, not the day of game one of the Stanley Cup final. Maybe he's trying to tweak the officials a little bit, said Bettman with a literal wink. Wow. <laughs> that is yeah. not, not a joke. This was in the article. That means it's rehearsed. Well, of course that's what he's trying to do because <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Not only are the Penguins among the dirtiest teams in the league, they're the ones who are, are constantly knocking out other people's star players. But somebody lays a fucking finger on Sidney Crosby, and it's, oh, woe is me. He did actually say there are a couple people that have complained on other teams of things Pittsburgh players had done <laughs> later in the story. But he also did admit that he said, uh, went on to say the playoffs have been a physical affair for all involved, but admitted that figure skaters like Crosby tend to have a tougher time. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. that's a low blow. Yeah. Whoa. Well, then Bettman was questioned about Sidney Crosby's uh, concussion. He was sustained in round two of the playoffs, which occurred in game three. And then in game six, we had a concussion in game three. He was out game four. Hmm. Then game six, he crashed head first into the boards, Ugh. which did not result in him leaving the ice through yeah. NHL concussion protocol. Oof. Do you guys want to know why? Why because he's it? a man. Well, no, that's oh, it. I no. just I just he's, described him as a figure skater. He's, oh, sure, he's a little boy. He's a oh. he's a, he his playoff beard is amongst the saddest in professional sports. Mm. Oh, that's too bad. Really pathetic. It's mm. really bad. But basically, uh, they have a rule in the NHL that triggers the concussion protocol, and it's slow to get up from the ice. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ice, as compared to boards, is there for a reason. It's the result of a study on our actual experiences over the years. This I'm quoting NHL uh, Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly. Ice has been found to be a predictor of concussions. Boards has not been. Uh, there's still a solid is, object, though, right? Well, it, Prop 65, California recognizes boards will cause a concussion. Okay. In the state yeah. of California, boards have been known to cause Isn't concussions. Isn't that so California? <laughs> well, surely, surely they will take a look at this, the, the subcommittee, because it looked like a bad hit, but they're like, well, we didn't. The, the scientists, we had, they have concussion spotters now at the NHL. Sure. Games. Sure. They did not go after this because, per the rules, he was slow getting up from the boards, not slow getting up from the ice. That wow. seems odd to me. Wow. Uh, so they might take a look at this, but then Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly assured, assured us the concussion subcommittee met post that incident and there was no recommendations to change the protocol. Wow. What, are they all concussed? <laughs> well, it was basically... Yeah, sorry, scientists. There aren't enough viewers for me to care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe we get the Nielsen ratings up. They'll be outraged. But yeah. until then, you're on your own. Fake news, scientists. Fake news. However, the NHL concussion uh, subcommittee approved several alternate acceptable names for concussions. Oh, okay. Yeah. Phew. I mean, the classic being God is bell rung. Right. No, yeah. they, these, are, these are official. These are people who said these are now we can now use these as medical terms. Right. Okay. Noodle knocks. Okay. Oh, okay. Brain naps. Okay. Uh -oh, yeah. Lose a turn. Yeah. <laughs> Gone cross-eyed. Sure. Double boo-boo. Yep. The Alberta hello. Sure. Forget you laters. Ah. Upper upper body injury. Sure. Migraine week. Fade outs and head cramp. Ah. Which that one doesn't sound as scientific. A head cramp. No. Right. Your head can't. Your head's not a muscle. Can't cramp my, up. My favorite was the Alberta hello. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's the one that, that gets me. No noggin knocker? I guess that'll be for the <laughs> next one. Noodle knocker was in there. Oh, okay. Noodle knocks. Noodle yeah. knocks. Yeah. That's good. Well, I guess you say potato. And we have Tiger Woods Caddy on the show today. Yeah. Well, oh. speaking of rehabbing what's on the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tiger Woods' uh, caddy is on. His name is Lo- Joe jo- jo LaCava. Joe LaCava. Joe LaCava is going to be on. Joe LaCava. And no <laughs> one's talking about Tiger Woods being arrested from Tiger Woods' camp except this interview we have with his caddy, Joe LaCava, yeah, who was finally, there. We got he's, somebody who will clear the air. He's coming on the show to clear the air. Yeah. And do we have a wide world of weird sports? I'm pretty sure that we don't. You're goddamn right we do. But first, news, news, news. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Nashville Predators fan throws catfish on the ice. Yay! Subheadline, Joel's allowed to explain the octopus tradition if he can keep it to 20 seconds. Okay, and go. Okay, so in the early days of the Stanley Cup when there was only six teams, you had to play a total of, uh, you needed eight wins to win the Stanley Cup between the the semifinal and the final. So somebody threw an octopus on the ice because it has eight arms. Uh, and it's become the grandest tradition in all of sport, bar none. Wow, you got done five seconds early. All we had to do was challenge him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway. Joel, I challenge you to never have too long of a joke set up again. No. So oh. that's a Detroit tradition of throwing the octopus on the ice, and that's been co-opted by other teams that throw other local things. Say, oh, the us ice. in the non-sports universe call that the great octopus genocide. <laughs> yeah. But go on. I don't have any but yeah, like I remember the Florida Panthers were doing it for a while. They would throw rats on the ice yeah. for their goalie. But not gross. Actual well, rats. Yeah, fake rats. Oh, gross. Which well no, I was like, come on. So like, apparently we throw actual octopi, you're it, gonna throw fake rats? In Nashville it's catfish. Yeah. Which I figured because it is a seafood that you would still approve of, Joel. Yeah. I'm on board. Same same kind of not the same family, yeah. but yeah, I thought it was because they said that they were throwing sexy women on the ice, but then they were just being catfish. <laughs> all right, all right. I Thank this, you. All right. You, did, you had to think about whether you liked that joke or not. Sustained. Got, Thank you. I got this email from this girl, and she's so hot, but it turns out she's, she's being flung onto the ice at a national <laughs> as we speak. I need to send her $1,000 to help her out. So enter Jake Waddle, a National Predators fan who, by his own admission, is not a legend. (laughs) Sure. I don't know about legend, he told Midday 180 on 104.5 The Zone in Nashville on Tuesday. Just a dumb redneck with a bad idea. So they stopped playing Eddie Money music for uh, five minutes they could interview this dude? What Nashville station do you know that's playing Eddie Money music all the time? Uh, Nashville. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) plays Eddie Money music, except the coast. I'm into this Waddle guy. Okay, so basically, he had this idea. He was headed to visit his family in western Pennsylvania when inspiration struck. He should buy a ticket to game one between the Predators and Penguins and throw a catfish on the ice, Mm. as is tradition in Nashville. Yep. It should be noted that of all the articles I've read, uh, because no one watches hockey, they had to explain both the tradition of throwing things on the ice and how throwing your home thing on an opposing ice is like a ooh slap in the face. Right. That makes because sense. Because that's kind of a thing. Like, it'd be awesome if he does it in Nashville, but if you do it in a big game against the other, the other fans would boo you and be like, no, boo, yeah. you can't do that here. Right. But if you're a good fan, you soak that up. You be <laughs> sure. But how, how is Waddle going to do this? Drive to Pittsburgh, buy a fish. Let me stop you there. 
local Pittsburgh fish markets were checking the IDs of people buying catfish uh, in an yeah. effort to prevent this very thing from happening. Not a joke. Wow. So no catfish at any restaurants that day? No, no. Like live, like fishmongers. Oh, I see. Yeah. If you were to buy a, if you wanted to buy a whole catfish, they see, let's see some ID. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, you local? This is, this you is local? a tricky one for Detroit fans. I remember them talking about this and, and with octopi, like, you're sticking out. Catfish, you can sneak one in there. There's all sorts of reasons to buy catfish. <laughs> it's like octopi. It's like, what do you run a sushi restaurant? Let me see your ID. <laughs> okay, so here's here's the timeline of what happened. Oh, oh, by the way, buying one in Pittsburgh didn't even cross his mind because according to the interview on 104.5 The Zone. Yep, nobody plays more Eddie money. I wanted to take a Tennessee catfish because it's more original to throw one of our catfish on the ice. God, there this guy go. is great. <laughs> So here's what he did. He paid $350 for a pair of upper-level tickets to the game. Then he bought a, quote, entirely too big catfish at a Tennessee market. <laughs> sure. He said his wife was, quote, tentatively okay with it. <laughs> tentatively? <laughs> he threw it in a cooler to drive it up to Pittsburgh with his family. In order to cover the smell, he sprayed it with Old Spice cologne, which uh, created what Waddle delightfully called... A rotten fish crotch smell, uh, which is a smell no one in a developed nation should know. Right. You should not know what rotten fish crotch smells like. No. At all. I agree. Uh, on Monday night before game one, uh, he uh, flayed the fish at a relative's mm. house. Oh, wait, what? Why would, you, why would you remove parts of the fish? Especially with Old Spice on it. It's, well, we'll, we'll, <laughs> yeah, you're not eating it at this point. They took out half the spine. And basically, this was because then they could flatten it easier because he's got to shove this uh, in his pants. You know where this, you know where the fish is going, Joel. It's yeah, going in his underpants. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So they took out the spine, and so that's why if you saw the pictures of when the the fish hit the ice, it looked like it was from the bowels of the tiger shark that Richard Dreyfus cut open in Jaws. <laughs> sure, yeah. It looked mangled. It was and like bad. a wet towel. Well, it wasn't just the the uh, filleting the fish that didn't get it flat enough. So, quote, I ran it over with my pickup truck to flatten it out <laughs> so we could seal it and it could fit in my crotch, Waddle said. Oh, Makes sense. amazing. He hid the catfish under a pair of compression shorts and baggy shorts. He, he claimed spanks? Uh, spanks yeah, with the baggy shorts over him, I think, ah, too. That's to yeah. make sure that he's not, he's not, you know. He said yeah. he claims I'm a bigger guy, more to love, so the crotch catfish went undetected. Mm. By the way, crotch was his second choice. Can you guess where his first choice was to put the fish? He up is from Nashville. The butt. Up the butt. Joel, your guess. Uh, he is from Nashville. In his guitar. His boots. Oh, his uh, boots. But he wanted boots. to put it in his boots, but alas, the catfish's head was too large. Mm. Uh, so he gets to his seats, but they're in the upper bowl. Fuck, I can't throw a fish this far. Right. What are you going to do? So he had to think fast. Or as fast as someone who would do this can think. <laughs> right. Which at best is thinking steadily. Right. <laughs> he wrapped the fish in a free t-shirt that was a giveaway at the game. Sure. Oh, that really backfired on Pittsburgh. And then this is what he said about what he did next. He goes, what made Pittsburgh people mad was that I had to outsmart them to get in with the fish. Oh, no. And then to get it down on the ice and throw it on the ice. Yeah. That's why they were mad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, quote, we scope it out. Uh, oh, wait, no, sorry, I skipped this. So, basically, what they did is he got another fan to text him the uh, code for the ticket so he could use it on his phone. Mm. And so he went down to the lower bowl, got the fish out, threw it on the ice. There we go. Now, did he, did he do it after a goal? Or? Uh, there was a stoppage in play. Okay. 
So he just waited for that, and then he hightailed it out of there. So the fish is tossed, the game is delayed, and predictably, Waddle is apprehended by security. <laughs> sure. Well, with the name Waddle, and yeah. a self-described and a larger man, yeah. guy. Yeah. In baggy shorts. Yeah. So they took him to the detention room at the arena. Oh, where, he got detention. Where the drunks are questioned after fights. <laughs> Waddle said, and I watched the video... Claims he claims he was stone cold sober, and he looks it. He does not look, and he goes. They're all staring at me, trying to take it serious. One said, "I hope you're satisfied," and I said, "Yeah, I am." <laughs> Good. <laughs> that makes sense. But was he? He assumed police would charge him with disorderly conduct, and he would pay a fine or whatever. That's like a parking ticket. Sure. Instead, Wait, really? he found out through the media that the charges were disorderly conduct, disrupting a meeting. And possessing an instrument of crime. Whoa. <laughs> a Charges that could add up to six years in prison. No. What? Instrument of crime. Catfish. <sighs> Flattened by a truck. That, uh, <laughs> what crime? <laughs> exactly. The crime of disorderly conduct? Well, I mean, putting putting Old Spice in a rotting catfish is a crime against humanity. That's true. Uh, if they want to go down that road, we can, Waddle told 104.5 The Zone. I'm just stubborn enough, as you can probably tell from strapping a catfish to my crotch to get it in there. I will wow. go in there and fight it. Uh, Does he have a GoFundMe page? Because I would like to, to donate to his legal defense. Well, the good news is, today, mercifully, prosecutors dropped the charges. <laughs> Phew. <laughs> but that doesn't mean we're free from controversy. For instance, the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals uh, of released a statement saying, PETA appreciates PBG Paints Arena's swift action to eject the fan and have him charged with several crimes, which will remind all sports fans that this is offensive behavior that will not be tolerated. Bit of selective enforcement, PPG Paints Arena sells seven types of sausage. <laughs> sure. So yeah. it just feels a little weird that Pete is going to jump on. probably serve catfish <laughs> yeah. somewhere. Catfish nugs, those are delicious. Well, it's it's got to be concerning for the Penguins because you got to know, I mean, there are a few organizations as influential among sports fans as the people for ethical treatment. <laughs> That's right. PETA has so much sway. Yeah, right. I mean, sports they, they, they snap the whip and the entire sports world leaps to its feet and does whatever they're at. PETA, so. I love PETA chips. Uh, Pittsburgh mayor released a statement that had far too many fish puns. We're not going to read it. Sure. <laughs> However, let's wrap Something this. smells fishy in the <laughs> NHL that. <laughs> well, he said it was a whale of the story, and from his yeah. perch. Right. Uh, yeah, anyway. Perch is good. Yeah, whale's not a fish, so. Yeah. Fair, fair. <laughs> Recalling how it all unfolded, Waddle told 104.5 The Zone, quote, I thought, man, wouldn't it be awesome to get to go to that game? And then, like an ignorant redneck, I thought, wouldn't it be awesome to throw a catfish on the ice at that game? This man's a fucking national hero. Joining us now on the podcast is caddy to Tiger Woods, Joe LaCava. Hello. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's great to have you on, Joe. It's me, Joe LaCava. It's great yeah. to have a, a good, uh, a long-storied veteran golf man. Hey, I've been a golf man for many a year. Yeah. Uh, hey. And we, we understand that you actually, you're here to give... I'm Tigers. here to clear the air. Yeah, to clear the air, obviously, but to give Tiger's side of the story. Oh, yes. Tiger Woods, he can't do any press right now. Yeah. No, he's, he's kinda, not allowed. No. He's trying to keep him away from the mic. Yeah, it's yeah. probably yeah, for the hey. best. Hey, it's but, probably for the best. So, so I mean, how how much do you know about the incident? Oh, I was in the back seat the whole time. You were there? What? I was there in the back you seat. You were present. I was present. You were at this. I was in the back seat, yes. 
Oh, well, can, I was there. I, I'm always in his back seat to guide him. Can we get the blow by blow then? Or oh, the, we'll the, get the stroke by, by stroke, blow, as yes. it were? All right. So first he was, he was swerving a little when he was driving. Yeah. Okay. He was swerving <laughs> while he was driving. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. And I don't mean like golf driving. I mean driving no, no, the car. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Car, yeah. And presumably a, Bu- a Buick Enclave. Well, can you, can you Buick what, Enclave, where yes. Were you, where were you coming from? And uh, what I was suggesting, what I was suggesting is, oh, hey, Tiger, maybe you, hit, maybe you get the car going a little straighter. <laughs> yep. And he said, nah, let me play my game the way I want to play it. And okay. I said, fine, who am I? Just your caddy. Well, yeah, that's one of those things. Like when you suggest something to Tiger Woods, if he waves you off, he waves uh, yeah, the you caddy, off. the caddy gets that's, waved that's off one all thing the time. In golf, but that's a surprisingly agreeable attitude. But you know what? It was in the back seat. It's my job not to hold him back. But it's your life uh, that you could lose if you I, crash the car. Yeah, it's the caddy's uh, caddy's way. They're always going to lose their life by the golfer's hand, Wait, as they used seriously? to say. As they used to say back in the day. <laughs> Is that every caddy that's <laughs> with their with their golfer? They know they're gonna die by their golfer's hand. Someday. What? I did not. I just never heard that way. saying. It's the caddy's way. It's the caddy's way. Wow. I, okay. So you're in the back car. He's swerving. He's swerving. I say maybe you should stop swerving. And he said, "Let me play my game." Okay. So he's still coherent at this point. Still, co- still coherent. Yeah. Then all of a sudden we see some lights. Okay. In the rearview mirror. <laughs> some okay, lights. Yeah. Some some hey. lights. And I said, "Hey, Tiger, maybe maybe you should pull over then." Okay, because said, it was the police, correct? It was the police. Yeah, those are the lights. I deduce flashing, that. yeah, flashing lights. <laughs> hey, and uh, so I said, "Hey, Tiger, maybe you should pull over." Tiger said, "No, I'm not going to do that right away." Okay, look guilty. <laughs> pull over right away. Right. I said, "Tiger, I hate to disagree with you, but maybe you should pull over." Got the cops behind you. You're not going to outrun them. <laughs> Tiger said, "No, I'm not going to pull over right away." So I said, "All right, I told you twice." Okay. Who am I? I'm just the caddy. <laughs> oh, I mean, again. So he drove a little bit longer. Still a swerving. He's still swerving. All right. Yeah. Then he finally pulled over when he oh, felt comfortable. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Hey. Good. Good. Yeah. All right. Finally. Yeah. He finally. Pulls over. And and what? I-, I didn't tell him. I told you so. It's not a caddy's way. That's good. Yeah. Cop cop came up to the door, started knocking. Yeah. Started knocking on the window. Yeah. He said, "Roll down your windows, please." I said, Tiger, you know, you should really roll down your windows. <laughs> Cop's telling you to roll down your windows. You got to roll down your windows eventually. And Tiger said, not right away. I've got to. Yeah, he's just, he's not taking hey, the Tiger said, Tiger said, I'm feeling through. a little sleepy. I want to <laughs> roll down the windows quite yet and let my, let my arms rest. I said, you know, Tiger, eventually you got to roll down your window. Eventually you got to roll it down. Tiger said, not quite yet. I said, you know, Tiger, I hate to tell you a third time. <laughs> But you really should roll down your window. I mean, I know it's not a caddy's way to <laughs> tell you things three times when you wave me off, but really, you should roll down your window. And Tiger said, no, my hand's tired. I'll roll down 30 seconds. I said, all right, who am I? I'm just a caddy. <laughs> 30 seconds later, rolled down his window. Didn't tell him I told you so. The cop said, what took you so long to roll down the window? And I whispered into Tiger's ears, speak coherently. <laughs> It's important. It's important to speak coherently when you're talking to the cops. What did he say? Tiger whispered back to me. I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> said so Tiger. He, he whispered to you coherently. He whispered to he me coherently. Going to not going to do that to the cops. All right. And I said, "Really, now, Tiger? I know you wouldn't me up a lot. <laughs> really, though, it's very important." 
It's really, really important that you speak a heartly to these cups. I know you can do it. You just got to concentrate. I know you're looking a little blurry-eyed in the eyes. Oh, this is that mental... You're a little slack-jawed in the mouth. That kind of like mental pep talk that yeah. caddies are so great at giving golfers, focus. like you said. Yeah. You got to focus as if it's a 16-foot putt. Focus! <laughs> Tiger said, I don't feel like focusing. I'm too tired from all the meds. And I said, Tiger, I know this is time number three. Please speak coherently. Tiger said, no, I'm not going to do that. So I said, Tiger, you made me go four rounds. Caddy's never, it's the first time a caddy has ever gone four rounds without dying by the hands of his golfer. So Tiger, seriously, just concentrate. Speak coherently. It's time to concentrate. Speak coherently, Tiger. Tiger. This time the cop is looking at me. So I'm yelling right at Tiger's ear. Tiger turned around and yelled at me. I'm, I can't be coherent. I'm high. <laughs> I said, oh, that was a mistake. That <laughs> was not a good move. I see why caddies don't go four rounds with their golfer. I understand now. Pepper's got a little hated. Cop said, get out of the car. So immediately I got out of the car and I said, Tiger, get out of the car. Okay. Wait, I, Tiger's still not out of the car? Tiger's the still not out of the car. I got out of the car. Then the, the cop said, yo, get back in the car. <laughs> And I said, all right. I listened to the cops the first time. I'm a caddy. I'm made to be obedient. <laughs> Tiger said, I'm not getting out of this car. Can't, can't arrest me if I'm in my car. What are they going to do? Put handcuffs on a car? Can't put handcuffs on a car. And I said, Tiger, they're going to get you out of this car one way or another. You're leaving this car. You should just get out of the car. Tiger said, I'm not getting out of this car. I said, oh, you made me go three rounds, Tiger. Get out of the car. He said, no. Said, you made me go four rounds, Tiger. Get out of the car. I said, no. He said, said, Tiger, this is five rounds now. Five rounds is dangerous county territory. It's uncharted. It's uncharted territory. Four rounds is uncharted. Five rounds is ridiculous. In the 1600s, if a county talked this way to his golfer, he'd be burned at the stake. (laughs) Said, Tiger, get out of the car. This is five rounds. Tiger said, I'm not getting out of this car. I got to arrest the whole car. I said, all right, who am I? I'm just a caddy. So the cop said, he grabbed him. He grabbed him and said, get out of the car. He yanked his arm. And then Tiger got out of the car. That time I did say, I told you so. You're getting out of that car one way or another. <laughs> now you got your arm pulled. Now you just made the cop mad. Then the cop said, to say the alphabet backwards. I said, Tiger, start with a Z. <laughs> For the love of God, start with a Z, Tiger. This is great caddy advice. <laughs> this is great caddy advice. There's only one right answer here, and it's a Z. What did he start with? Tiger said, hey. <laughs> and I said, I? <laughs> he said, hey. And I said, I? The cop said, hey, it's the wrong answer. And I said, no, nah, he's just saying a Scottish greeting. He's <laughs> saying, hey. Tiger said, no, I mean, A like the letter. I said, Tiger, you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> shouldn't have said that. So I put him inside the cop car and drove away. I had to wait until morning for another golfer to come by and drive the car. <laughs> if it's bigger than a golf cart, I can't drive it. <laughs> I was there all night. It's freezing. You spent the night in the car waiting for another golfer to drive the car home. Oh, caddies aren't were allowed there, to drive cars. Only were carriage. There other, were there other non-golfer motorists? Not that were not that they all had their own cars. How are they going to drive home this car? What what golfer came out in the middle of the night to pick you Look, up? Look, now I feel like I'm clear in the air about something that has not to do with Tiger Woods. Right. You're not yeah, the you one in trouble here. This is about Tiger, not you. Yeah, but it was Tubby Tom Travers who came to pick me up. <laughs> oh, yeah. we know Tubby Tom Travers. Barely fit in the car. <laughs> 
Buicks are big cars. They 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 absolutely are. Well, so I hope I cleared the R and I hope you, you learned something you about caddies. Joe, thank you so much. We learned a lot about the ancient code of caddies. We also got our own insider look into 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 what happened. And I gotta say, I think uh, I think Tiger should have listened to you. Don't tell Tiger I, sp- I cleared the air. We, we he might, I might die by his hands. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Wide World of Weird Sports. What do we got this week? This week's Wide World of Weird Sports. Innovations in baseball bats. Ooh. Finally. Finally. (laughs) It's about time, right? Yeah. This comes from an article on Wikipedia called Baseball Bat. (laughs) This is the section under history called Innovations. We're going to hear a couple strange innovations they tried historically with baseball bats. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. On June 17th, 1890, never forget, Emil Kinst patented the ball bat or banana bat. What's a banana bat? The bat is shaped with a curve, hence the name a banana bat. Whoa. Yeah. The creator of the bat, Kinst, wrote, The object of my invention is to provide a ball bat which shall produce a rotary or spinning motion of the ball in its flight to a higher degree than is possible with any present known form of ball bat. Doesn't sound like it works. And thus, make it more difficult to catch the ball, or if caught, to hold it, and thus further to modify the conditions of the game. It's going to be so much spin that people will grab it with their glove and it'll just spin right out and they'll go, oh, geez. Yeah, like a spin, you spin on top. You just yeah. can't right. grab Here it. Here in 1890, we just can't grab the ball. But was it effective in doing that? Uh, no, because uh, it never quite made it. In the, yeah. It never quite made it in the game. And what part of the curve are you hitting and swinging with? So it's kind of the, the tip. So the bat uh, it's kind of <laughs> goes up like a regular bat. It's like a half a baseball yeah. bat, then the top half is shaped like a banana. So it seems like, at the very least, it would be very tough to hit the ball. Yeah. And also, I just I can't imagine it would put enough spin onto it. You put a lot of spin on the ball when you hit it with a straight bat. Right. Well, that's why, you just like tennis, you got to go like over the ball. He had to learn the hard way that being a produce manager at a grocery store does not make you qualified <laughs> to make bats. Well, I mean, he tried the guava bat. He tried the pineapple yeah. bat. Banana Makes you very on. popular with bats. Right. But he did not try this bats. one, which came around 16 years later. The mushroom bat. The mushroom bat? Yep. I think I can imagine this one. Yeah. It was made in uh, 1906 by Spalding. Spalding that's still that's around. That's a company. Yep. Yeah. With baseball bats being larger in the 1900s, the Spalding company made a or designed an even larger bat with a mushroom-shaped knob on the handle. On the handle? Yep. This enabled the batter to get better distribution of weight over the entire length of the bat. So it's just the the knob at the end. The knob at the end is counterweighted. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big old mushroom bat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's got a huge bottom, so it counterweights. That doesn't seem crazy like the banana bat. Well, Spalding is a level-headed company, whereas Emil Kinst, ugh. That guy's a nut job. Look out for that guy. Uh, The Wright and Ditson's LaJoy baseball bat this bat had a normal size barrel but had two knobs on the handle 
Yeah. The lowest knob was at the bottom of the handle, and the other knob was roughly two inches above the lowest knob. So each hand had oh, so a you knob. Can, you can choke up. Yeah. Well, this is, yeah. Uh, this was designed to have better spacing between the hands due to the knob being in the middle of the grip. And it also gave batters an advantage when they choked up on the bat because the second knob provided better grip. That Bit makes more sense. more multifunction. But you know what? Those are the three. You don't see any of them today. Just regular, yeah. normal bat. The second knob is usually how people describe my role in this podcast. And that brings us to another <laughs> wide world of weird sports. Oh, something that makes you wonder what you meant by the first time to your Jordan. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to the close another sports, sports, sports podcast. Thank you for listening. And right now, we're going to bring back out Joe Lacava to give you our contact information. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me back to do this part. Oh, thank you, Joe. You can listen to all the episodes on SoundCloud.com slash Sports the Number 3 Podcast. SoundCloud.com slash Sports the Number 3 Podcast. Make sure to check it out. Don't make me tell you twice. And God forbid if you make me tell you a third time. It's not the caddy's way. You can find us on Twitter by going to Twitter.com slash Sports the Number 3 Podcast. Twitter.com slash Sports the Number 3 Podcast. While you're there, make sure to send us a pithy statement. Something in less than 140 characters. 140 characters. Or you can find us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash parts the number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash parts the number three podcast. While you're there, make sure to share. Share the parts of the number three podcast. So share it. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. Absolutely. Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Joel. What are our predictions for the NBA Finals? There will be winners and there will be losers. And the losers will be sadder than the winners, but the winners will take home the gold. If any of the team, either team, loses a game, it's going to be really embarrassing. I plan on seeing one person cry. Warriors in six. Lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.